This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Today's show is about sexual harassment. And uh, this is very relevant right now as some really high-profile cases of sexual assault and harassment have been making headlines recently. And I'm sure if you've been reading the media and looking at uh, all the articles, uh, some of these are really shocking. People in, in really high positions have been taking advantage of their underlings or their staff. It seems as though... Uh, Your colleagues and bosses have forgotten the rules at work, and one of them is... (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Keep your hands off uh, is by... um Hopes Die Last uh, came up with that uh, hectic song. You've got to learn to keep your hands off. That's what we're going to be discussing today. Keep your hands to yourself and keep your mouth shut at work if you're going to be a bit salacious. For those of you who have forgotten exactly what the rules are, we've invited into our studios two legal specialists who know about the law of sexual harassment extremely well. Joining us today is attorney Monique Jefferson. She's a director of international law firm, a massive law firm worldwide known as DL Pipe. I think you're the biggest in the world today or you feature somewhere. About the fourth biggest, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, I gave you a compliment for that. (laughs) She's from DLA Piper, Santon. Also with us is advocate of the High Court, Gail Blacher, who listened to this one. She's done her master's degree in sexual harassment. Am I right about that? That's correct, Gail. Yeah, of all subjects. Gail is of rightsatwork.co.za, rightsatwork, R-I-G-H-T-S. Now, most sexual harassment cases go unreported, but today we have a woman who's been waiting for this opportunity to report the fucker that did uh, that arrest her. Uh, she'd been waiting ages to tell her story. She was so pleased when we got hold of her. She said, yes, I want to be on Cliff Central. She's the lady that uh, I, I didn't know whether she wanted to be anonymous or not. She said, Gary, I'm proudly Shemaine. Welcome to you, Shemaine. Good to have you in studio. Then also we have the founder of an organization called getupwomen.co.za. Her name is Gigi White. Everyone knows Gigi with her pink hair. She's here today representing like 30,000 members who, and they all can't be here. They'd love to be here. Um, she's going to report back to them on what we discussed, and they're going to listen to the podcast as well. Good to have you in studio, Thank Gigi you. White. Thank you for having me. Cool. Our Facebook page is The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. As Lionel, who's absent today, is writing a board exam, I think, he always says, have a look and give us a like. Today's show is presented in collaboration with Legal Talk South Africa with their massive following of close to 200,000 passionate people who write on legal subjects all the time. And they want every, every woman in town wants to know, men as well want to know about the subject. So um, let's kick off with Shemaine. Uh, you've got a story to tell. Uh, last year, I think it was, or a year or two ago, you joined a, pr- a small printing company and there were three or four others working there. I'm just going to summarize the beginning to help you along. The offices were open planned so everyone could hear and see what was going on. Within six weeks of starting there, a man who had previously worked there joined the company uh, as right. office manager. That's what did you think of him when he first joined? What well, was your impression? Yeah. At first I was ex- extremely excited to have him coming on board to be able to learn from him. Um, talk in the office was that he was very good at his job and he, he could learn and teach us quite a, b- a bit. But very soon after him starting there, within days, I, I was quite disappointed to find out that he's actually extremely uh what would be, be the right word 
um, naughty, arrogant, Arrog- oh, extremely arrogant. arrogant. Okay, so he was there to train you people. He was there, yeah. according to our boss and yeah. according to him, to save our jobs. We were told in no uncertain terms that we would follow what he says. Shemaine, let's go a little bit back. Uh, you had just gone through a very messy divorce, hadn't you? Well, I'm still this, going through a very, very messy divorce. With, with, yes. with a horrible partner and all the rest. So things weren't great for you at the time and you needed kind of warmth and, and care and, and not somebody trying to be clever with you. Am I right? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, what, what age are you? Are you, are you happy to... Uh, I'm not... I'm a 47-year-old Okay, very lady. attractive woman, yeah. I shouldn't say that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Is that harassment, lady? No. Watch what you're saying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm a young 47-year-old. I'm, I'm proud of my age. I'm, I'm proud of, I'm, of my story. I'm proud of where I've been in life. But this young gentleman, he was quite a bit younger than me. He just had absolutely no respect for me as a woman. There was another lady in the office as well, which seemingly didn't mind his his things he used to say. And he used to say horrible, disgusting things. Well, initially it started off with subtle nuances of... Come with me to my van. He drove a little bucky. Come with me to my van and I'll turn your frown upside down within 10 minutes. Maybe and he wanted to tell you a joke. <laughs> no. Well, uh, that's not what I <laughs> Yeah, I That's not it. what any reasonable person no. would, would expect, yeah. But uh, very <laughs> soon uh, yeah. and rapidly it ex- escalated to a point where he'd asked me questions like how often I changed my underwear or, or what size bra I wear and at one stage he asked me if my breasts were implants or natural and the first time after he started working that I wore a skirt to work, mm. the moment I stepped into the office, he jumped out of his chair and in full view and in full where everybody could hear, he said, oh, today there's easy access with a dress. Mm. Needless to say, I never wore a dress or a skirt to, to the office again. Mm. And How did your colleagues react to all this? What, did anyone say anything to you? Well, the company in general was a very abusive atmosphere. So, starting from the boss down, starting from the owner of the company mm. down, mm. verbally abusive. If you didn't like what was happening, he'd tell you there's the effing door, you can go. Mm. So he really wasn't too worried about loyalty and your viewpoint of the company. He wanted his job done, and that's that. If you didn't like it, there's the door. What about getting jobs? I mean, in your kind of business is it difficult for a woman of 47 to find a position well with my history yes i i came out of a, a marriage of 20 years where mm-hmm. i worked for myself mm-hmm. so i didn't have any contactable references although i had 18 years experience in the industry i couldn't prove it beyond my own company and after leaving my ex-husband i had to go out and work for a third party yes. so I had to take what was available. And was this one of the few or the only that was available? Well, at, at that stage, the only one. I was at that stage on crutches as well. I just hadn't broken my leg. Mm. So I felt so grateful that there was somebody that was willing to give me an opportunity seeing that I was on crutches, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I absolutely wanted to make this work. I yes. was so excited. My kids would... Tell me in the evenings, in the first two evenings, Mommy, you're not at work anymore. Calm down. You don't need to tell us what are you going to do and what you've been doing. And and eventually, every morning driving to work, I was in tears. Mm. Every afternoon leaving the office, I was in tears. I wouldn't cry or, or let them see at the office that this was affecting me in the fear of looking weak. But it was absolute anxiety. I'd cry myself to sleep at night because I have to go back tomorrow. Mm. Uh, it was just an extremely traumatic. Yeah. <clears throat> Horrible when you're in need of a job and you've got to put up with this abuse. The question that everyone will want to ask you is, why didn't you go to the boss? The boss was not appro- approachable at all. He, he was extremely verbally abusive, not in a sexual way, but in a just verbally abusive way. Mm. He would make very sure that you understood that he was the boss and this guy that was was the offender was his two or, or second in line. He called him his two IC. Mm. So there was no ways that I could go to him and say, listen, your blue-eyed boy is making me uncomfortable. And even though I verbalized to this offender, you are making me uncomfortable. Mm. And he started ridic- ridiculing me. Like what? 
in front of all our staff, he would say, oh, I can't say that because Auntie Charmaine will say it's sexual harassment. Mm. And what eventually drove me to, to leave the company was we closed down in the de- for the December period on the 15th. And about two, two to three days before that, he was having a vulgar conversation about sexual positions and sexual preferences with the other young lady in the office. And she obviously didn't seem to mind. But to me, this was highly inappropriate. And he then stood up and said, and Auntie Shemaine, I take it you prefer it from the back. Yeah. It's hideous. I was hideous. so revolted yeah. that oh. for a moment I was stunned. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't know what to say. Or It's repulsive. It's, it's repulsive. It completely repulsive. I was absolutely yeah. flabbergasted. Yeah. So I just continued with my work and I, I pretended not to hear him. But he kept insisting on an answer. And eventually I said, you know called him by name and I said, you know, this is inappropriate. I'm not going to stoop down to your level by giving you an answer. You are making me uncomfortable. Mm. And he st- he saw that I was highly irate. Yes. And about two hours later, that's after ignoring him, he could see I was upset. About two hours later, he came to me and he said, I apologize. I made you feel uncomfortable. But within 30 minutes after that, he started with his Remarks again, uh, yeah. remarks again. So when we closed in, in December, I started contacting Legal Talk uh, South Africa via Facebook and mm. I asked them, what should I do? What should I do? Mm. And I eventually laid a, a, a case against the gentleman. It's been six months. You I, went to the CCMA? I went to the CCMA. And I, under, what, what, did you, what well, kind of case did you bring against him? It was twofold. Oh. I, I brought against the company yeah. for um, constructive, dismissal. Di- constructive yeah. dismissal, which mm. I won. But the sexual harassment part, they completely dismissed. Mm. I laid a, cl- a complaint with the SAPS. Mm. After them actually laughing me out, out of the station, mm. Only upon my assistance they took down my statement. It's been six months and I haven't heard from anybody. Let me ask you this question. If you had to redo or rethink what happened to you, would you do it differently now? Dust is settled. It's some time ago. Would you have reacted and acted differently or would you have done exactly what you did? Because today you're going to get the right advice as to what you should have done or what women in your position should do. How do you feel you dealt with this? I'd say the right way to deal with it is mm. is to get, go to his immediate superior if that's mm. a possibility. But in my case, that was just not on the cards. There was no ways I could go to this, the owner of the company and discuss this openly with him because he was partaking in similar kinds of conversation with a younger gentleman. Mm. And so I don't think he would have taken me seriously. When I did resign after the fact... Our lawyers are jumping up and down here. They can't wait to tear into this one. (laughs) Telephonically, I informed him of, listen, this is the actual reason why I am leaving. Mm. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. Why didn't you come to me? I told him I didn't have feel comfortable enough or safe enough to speak to you because Mm. you already swear at us about simple little errors a person makes on the computer. I didn't have that confidence in you as an employer to protect me. Yeah. You say you went to the CCMA. Were you awarded money or... Re- I got a monetary um, compensation of two months' salary, but that was for the... Was that co- a settlement or did the commission actually... No, that was a settlement. Cause so so you agreed before you went in or afterwards or... No, what happened is the employer came in and he immediately admitted swearing at all of his personnel. So, sorry, the CCMA hearing had nothing to do with the harassment. It had to do with... No, they, just, they, they weren't yeah, interested just that in the harassment. He, that he was making your life impossible. Yes, Is that, yes. Yeah. And I got a settlement of two months' salary. But to me, that does not justify the sexual harassment. And mm. I haven't been able to get justice You never that. told the CCMA about the harassment, did I you? I did, but they oh. dismissed it. They said that's something that's completely something else. different. Yes. Mm. That's, it's, it's not labor, uh, labor you know, related. We're gritting our teeth here, and we, we're really upset about this one. Yeah, let's talk to who wants to jump in, Gail Blacher or Monique? Who wants to go first? Well, Gail, would, yeah. the, the first thing I would say, if, you, if you've got an issue like this, if you've got a harassment uh, problem, mm. I would say don't leave the company. Deal with it while you're still employed. That is the first thing. That's your best chance to get a decent settlement and to resolve the issue and deal with it. So that that is the very. What first happens thing. if it's absolutely unbearable? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you just can't take it anymore. 
he made her life a misery. Must she sit it out? It's a bit like saying to a wife who's battered by her husband, stay there. I hear what you're saying, Gail, and I hear that you want to preserve the job. But uh, sometimes it's just too too hurtful. Look, it, it is very hurtful, and you have to be tough. You really yeah. have to be strong to deal with this. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you see it happening, uh, you should do something about it. But the trouble is that most employees have got no idea what the procedure is. They've got yeah. no idea what the process is. Yeah. So the, the law is very much in favor of the employee. You know, we've got uh, strong codes, the Code of uh, Good Conduct for Sexual Harassment Cases, which uh, prescribes exactly how the, the matter must be handled. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the Constitution, you know, which uh, – and, and we've got the Employment Equity Act. So you really do have the law on your side. Mm. So That's why we run this show, because we want people to know what their rights are. Forgive me, Monique. I think you've made one blunder after another, and you could have screwed the shit out of this company. Totally. And and the co your colleague there, if you'd handled this properly, uh, Gail, I'm going to come back to you. Let's just sure. ask Monique, yeah. why? What happens if she goes to the? Why didn't she go to the boss? And should she have gone to, gone to the boss? That's what we want. Yeah. To know. So I think she definitely should have gone. I think it's um, the difficulty was this was a very small organisation. So mm. I think in in reality, in big organisations, this is very a lot easier because you've got a um, usually a grievance procedure you can follow. There's mm. HR support, or or you'd go to the boss. It certainly does give you a, a better case if you've escalated it. And I think that would have been – the issue here is the fact that it wasn't um, escalated while you were an employee. That does – you know, particularly if you wanted to get um, a claim from the company for vicarious liability, um, that is something that you are able to claim under the Employment Equity Okay, Act. so let's break this down. Yeah. Let's talk big company, little company. Mm. Big company you go to – who do you complain to? HR? Where do you go? Yeah, so look, companies should have some sort of sexual harassment policy setting mm. out the procedure, and you could mm. go with an informal approach or a formal one. Y- usually, I would recommend you start off maybe informally, which you, you did, where you actually challenged the, you, this, this particular sex pest, and you spoke to him, and that would be the first approach. He still persisted. So at that point, you would go to, if, you could raise it with a manager, a supervisor, you could go to HR. You would probably want to be guided by the company's code but I think that wouldn't be rigidly applied you know as long mm. as you go to someone for some sort of help and interestingly there, there have been cases like if we look at the Liberty case where the person didn't follow the exact channel but the fact that they did tell other people and nothing was done mm. the employer was vicariously liable okay so, so I want to stop you there Vica- yeah. vicarious mm. is a lawyer's term <laughs> okay we understand that Gail and I and yourself what what can you get if you go to an employer, if she had gone to the boss and said, hey, this man is making an absolute fool of me, he's belittling me, he's hurting me, and if the boss did nothing, yeah. what does she get in money terms? That's what I want to know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what vicarious liability means is that the, you, you basically, the company is responsible as if they are the person actually doing the harassment. So you would be able to claim damages, and that's... The, the damages that you suffered. So it could be if you needed to go for, you know, psychological help, medical treatment, pain and suffering. Um, you could p- also, if you, if you, because you resigned and then if you couldn't get a job for a period of time, you could claim that loss of earnings. So you would need to quantify it in that terms. Um, and you could claim against this particular, the person that did it as well as the company. Um, and they could both be, be held liable for that. So the company is actually liable for what it's in- Employee does, employee, yes. employee does, and it's the company that's swearing at you and telling you about your boobs and everything else. Yeah. Gail, yes. Uh, yeah. the, the company can avoid vicarious liability yes. if it proves that it's actually doing something about Absolutely, it. Absolutely. It can't yeah. always stop the harassment, yeah. but it's got to show po- positive moves in that direction. Yes. So if, it, if the company can come forward and show what it's doing to uh, rectify the situation, then, um, then often it can avoid. So, if Shemaine had gone to her bo- the boss, the owner yes. of the company, and said, "Hey, this is what's happening," he had to do something about it. Absolutely, he had to. Yeah. First, there's a procedure. Oh. He's got to first of all, uh, uh, there's an investigation that's got to take place. Oh. He's got to speak to the employee, the um, once she's laid a grievance, to find out if she wants a formal or informal process. Often, if they're very intimidated, they may just want to have an informal process. They wanted everything to be very confidential. Um, and you may start off with that process, but the company itself might decide to have a formal process regardless of how the employee feels, mm. just because they feel they need to end this, uh, this harassment. What happens, Gail, if the boss laughs it off as Shemaine thought he would do? 
He says, Achman, go and sort out your own problem. It's not my problem. What financially, what, what is the sanction against that company? Okay, what I always tell um, my clients, while they're still employed, start collecting emails, material, recordings, mm. build up your case. That's the first thing you do mm. because now you've got to go to the CCMA and you're going to go for them. So, oh, sorry, whilst you're still working there? Whilst you're still working there. So you've got to maybe bite the bullet for a little bit longer. You've already, you've already uh, endured this for a while. Carry on. Let it carry on. But start collecting your case. Start building your case. Be, you know, um, uh, constructive. Proactive. proactive. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, Once you've got all the evidence, then you go to the CCMA. And what do, you, what, what do you say to them? I'm still working there. These people are making my life intolerable. What relief can you get from well, the CCMA? Well, first of all, the CCMA will want to have a conciliation. Mm. So you've got to put in your form. Yes. And you put your form in. I'm not going to give you all the terms and the numbers. So you put your form in, and then the, the CCMA will have a conciliation where the employer will be there present with the employee and try and conciliate the matter. Often it won't be conciliated. Mm. And only once it's not conciliated, then you go to the next stage. Which is what? Go to an arbitration. Okay. It w- it would be conciliated because I mean, what is the what is the the employee going to say? I didn't harass her. I didn't make a fool of her. It's obvious she's got ten witnesses that he did, you know, or three or four people. So the fact is, um, is there the matter would be conciliated, and then what would happen? What would the ruling be? Well, what's the, the best ruling she could have got if she had done this properly? Well, at the conciliation, you may get a settlement. I don't know if it was at the conciliation that you got the settlement, but you may get a, you may choose to leave and just um, get a settlement. No, she wants to stay. She but needs the job, girl. If, if she, she wants, wants to stay. She wants to stay. Yeah. Then, then, then you've got to discuss at the at the um, uh, conciliation. Yeah. Then you've got to agree. You can draw up an agreement there and then. What is go- what is going to happen from then on? You're going to stop harassing me. You're going to stop putting your hands on me. And, uh, and and the yeah. company is also going to put in place proper policies and procedures that are going to take place yeah. because it doesn't sound like this company had any policies and procedures in place. So the commissioner may uh, assist and uh, ensure that there will be proper policies and procedures put into place mm. that can be followed thereafter. And then if, if uh, she still gets harassed… Yes, what then happens it, then? Well, then yeah. she can uh, take it again to the, to the CCMA yeah. and then if she go, goes to arbitration, at least she's got good evidence. At least then… And now she had no evidence whatsoever, and that was the problem. That's why she never managed to get anything on the sexual harassment. She had no material to present to the, to the commissioner. Monique, we always say, please preserve your mm. jobs. That's, the, that's mm. the cardinal rule. Preserve your job. Don't leave and try and get two months because two months' yeah, money goes in, in a minute. Okay? Mm-hmm. Please preserve your job. Why on earth, Germain, should you have left? That bastard should have left, not you. So the wrong person left. And you, you unfortunately walked out with two months, which is stupid. Well, I can yeah. tell you that the, the, the employer made yeah. no, um, he made said no, implicitly yeah. that if anybody had a problem with this guy yeah. whatsoever, that that person would be the one to go, not him. Because this was his absolutely go, go-to guy, and you could even see That's in the That's not work. the law, Shaman. He can't say that. He can't say if you have a problem with someone who's harassing you, it's your problem. Well, he, he can't he say made in law. he laws unto himself. Okay, so now we're telling you, and I hope many people are listening to this, so it's, do I, yeah. it's the employer's problem. His employee is his problem. Mm-hmm. It's not yours, it's his. And Monique wants to say something. No, just, yeah. Firstly, just on your constructive dismissal claim, yeah. I think you would have been in a much better bargaining power there if there had been a, a paper trail or at least where you had first said, this, uh, you know, I've got given them an opportunity to rectify the situation. If they then hadn't done that, your mm-hmm. boss then hadn't intervened, it just also strengthens your constructive dismissal claim because with a constructive dismissal claim, you've got to show you've tried everything um, and the employer still didn't help. And just on the other thing is this was uh, like an unequal bargaining power I mean, he was your um, superior. And the courts are really taking that a lot more seriously and saying that when you as an employer put somebody in a senior position, you've got to be able to trust them. They've got to be of that sort of, um, mm. of you know, behave appropriately. Um, so they are putting a lot more emphasis on that. Um, it's different to maybe when it's just two colleagues at the same level. But here, mm-hmm. The employer has to take it seriously. And even after you resigned, they should have done an investigation. There is a lot of case law about that where mm. people only raise this in their exit interview because they are trying to preserve their job. And now they say, okay, I've found another job. I can go. But I want to tell them. And the company should actually at that point still investigate yeah, and, the, the and com- take action. I have told the employer, mm-hmm. even at the CCMA, I told him this isn't the main reason why I left. Mm. 
And he told me straight I've even got a WhatsApp of him saying I don't believe you this yeah, is never That's gonna even better for you all, all we can say is there's one thing that went wrong here You lost your job And that's what's hurting all of us You lost a job that you should never have lost yeah. And if you were going to lose that job Then he must come down with you And, and pay, pay for it properly Not just give you two months mm. And that's the hurtful part of all this I want to talk to Zizi We'll come back to you Shumane Don't feel bad We're hammering you yeah, But you that. are the guinea pig You are the person that's Explaining to everyone What everyone's doing wrong I w- I'm the person that wants The people out there Not to go through what I had Absolutely Well everybody you, you, There's no stopping sexual harassment Will continue It's how you handle it it's how you Is handle what we're it. looking for Gigi you represent 30,000 women Yeah So 30, many 38,000 38 Sorry <laughs> So is it only women It's only women Okay so many of them confide in you, yeah. and they go through the same. Give us some idea of what's going on out there from, sure. from your members. You know, listening to, um, to Shemaine, yeah. it, it is just a total abuse of power. Mm. And we are seeing it from bosses, landlords, partners. That's pretty much everywhere. Mm. And, um, like, I, I completely understand what she's saying. You, you do, in a way, want to keep your job because it is difficult to find a job at the moment. I mean, we have women begging for jobs. But in the same breath, how do you stay? And we all know most of the laws. You know, you can Google them. You can go into legal talk. You can figure out what the laws are. Mm. But if he doesn't want to abide by the laws, what do you do? And nine times out of ten, it's a financial thing. And and when you think of going, okay, you know, there's an issue at work. I need to go find a lawyer. You think, oh, it's money. And, and a lot of women don't have that access mm. to go and get a lawyer who can assist her or anybody who can give her the advice. I mean, we, we're dealing with a case at the moment where... The girl is actually getting raped at work. Oh, my word. And it's been going on for years. And mm. we know that there are more, and we just can't find them. Like, we can't get these girls to talk There's out. something wrong here. There's something wrong. Gail's it's in horrific. the CCMA once a week, once a day. I don't know how often. The CCMA is, is a great vehicle, isn't it, for complaints of this nature. I think you get good justice you, there, you, Gail. You get, and you get yeah. great settlements. Great really settlements, great justice. Yeah, but you, there is no, but you've got to prepare your case properly. We've said this a million you've times. You've got to have a proper case. You've got to know yeah. what you're doing. You've got to upskill yourself before you uh, resign or anything. You've got to really know what you're doing. And if necessary, get help. I would say get help. But see, that, you, you know, I'll tell you where I think, in. Gigi, I'll tell you the problem mm. here. One consultation with someone like Monique or me or, or Gail or whatever money, would, uh, so your pay, whatever your pay, 1500 2000 whatever, we're not looking to, to, to promote ourselves here, but one consultation will set you on the right path with the right person. And they will tell you, handle it like this. If you're not sure of your rights, don't try and take out your own appendix. Go to a doctor. He'll take out your appendix. Go to a lawyer or a labor consultant or expert, and he will tell you how to plan your case so that you take on these horrific people. Who are battering our, our, our employees? As you said, is the the problem is getting that advice for for most women in a position that is absolutely dependent on their job is that they can't take that two thousand rand to pay for a lawyer for no. for a process that might pay off in the future because that two thousand rand pays the rent for this month. Mm. So that's most often the constraint is for people that are absolutely dependent on their income. And which yes, was but in that my person case, is losing her job. You lost your job in there. In, in my case, you lost your job. I, for, I yeah. could not afford to pay more than my rent, so there was mm. no room for getting a lawyer involved or, or anything. I eventually got some advice from Legal Talk, the Facebook page. So no, that, there's that, a lot that, of people that give good advice there. There's some great advice going on there because there are a lot of labour people that are floating around there. Um, I'm, 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 I don't know whether you took their advice. Uh, did, did you take the advice they gave? It was on their advice that I laid the constructive dismissal uh, case. But you left first, and I think that's yes, where the mistake no, is. You I left before be before discussing it with them because yeah. I didn't realise that this was constructive dismissal. Yeah. I just knew that I had to get out of this. Yeah, that's that's what trauma. You but just run yeah. for your life. Yeah. yeah. You see, that's what's hurtful mm. is that you're running for your life to your own detriment. Yeah. Mm. There's another thing I want to ask uh, our resident attorneys in studio today, Gail and Monique. What about a protection order? Can you get a protection order against the person that's harassing you? Gail you or Monique or who wants to? Well, well you, you can get a protection order, but mm. 
I would say the best avenue to go, if you, if it's between an employer and employee, mm. is this route that we're talking about. Protection order would apply when it's not an employee-employee relationship. Yeah. Monique, how do yeah, you I feel mean, about yeah. It is definitely open to you as an employee to use it. I think a lot – I don't see it happening in practice often at all. Mm. I think it's also that thing about wanting to maintain the, the relationship. So when you go and get a protection order, by that point, you, you know that it's going to be very hard to continue that that relationship you know, with your employer. So, I, I mean, I think there definitely is a remedy available. I just don't see it um, used very often. I also don't see it used in business context because everyone's saying, go, the CCMA is great. Mm-hmm. Go there, they'll help you. But sometimes you may not want to go. You want to stay in your job. You go off to the magistrate's court and you make an affidavit, say this, you, you give them the evidence. This is what he's saying to me, exactly as you told us today. Put it in an affidavit and they will issue a protection order stopping him from harassing you. Uh, which is which is quite good evidence if the boss does nothing about it. I quite like it, although it's not used much, mm. but I do like it. The problem is you've got to take off work to go and stand at the magistrate's court. That's another issue. Isn't and that's it? the and problem. Yeah. get that yeah. protection order. Yeah, and yeah. Those things are impossible. Yeah, and time costs like, I actually think some of the courts have ran out, like they're yeah. out of stock. I don't know, because we're but not I, getting them. <laughs> I also think that's where employers are failing their employees because you have this duty of good faith to to your employees. You're supposed to provide a safe working environment. Mm. So as the employer, you need to have these mechanisms where your employees feel comfortable coming to you and and you need to actually work with employees when they when they have this concern and this complaint. And there should be a sexual harassment policy. There should be training. Managers should know well everybody should know mm. what is not a, not acceptable at work. Yeah, well this was basically a, a five person company mm. and there was no policies we only got employment contracts a week before we closed for that december and and we were told if you don't sign this you don't get paid this month and it was absolutely a case of if you don't do this this is going to happen if you complain about this there's the door you can Mm. in a more verbal way take the the door so the whole time you knew that anything that happened you weren't protected as an employee. So you'd rather keep quiet. Even if they were verbally attacking you, you'd, you'd take the lesser ground and put your head down and continue with your work because you know taking them on would mean there's the door. So I stuck around for as long as I could, but eventually I was at the point that I was crying virtually 100% of the time when I was home. So I was having no quality home life. Because I was so in such a state of trauma that that my adult two sons couldn't bear with me anymore. They told me, "Mommy, if it's that bad, just do something about it. You can't continue this." I'd come home from work exhausted. Most often, I'd have a migraine. I'd want to go to bed immediately. I just wanted to shut off from the world. So it's not as as easy as stick it out. It's Sometimes you know, you what, one of the defenses often raised by someone accused of harassment, he says, or she may say, I didn't know I was harassing you. I really didn't. I thought you were quite enjoying it. I was trying to be a bit fun with you. Uh, does that work, that kind of defense? Gail, Blacher, yeah? You know what? Sometimes they're actually right. Oh. In, it depends on the industry. It depends, um, you know, on, on, the, on the person. It's a very subjective test. And didn't you once, as in your, I think it was you, Gail, in your young days, didn't you walk into a canteen or something and they, the bosses said something about you? Was it you? Absolutely, it yeah, was What me. is that yes. story? I think you told me it was years ago. Well, it was yeah. a very, very big company, very yeah. big institution. Yeah. And um, uh, I was young and um, uh, one of the very, very senior people said to me, have you ever slept with a grandfather? Which was... Uh, you know, you don't know. You don't know that this is harassment. Sure, sure that was harassment. Because he was the age of a grandfather. He was yes. the age of a grandfather. Yeah. Of course, I just turned away and walked away. Yeah. But um, I, I, that is harassment. But you can't take every incident of harassment. You can't make a big thing out of it. It depends yeah. on, on the circumstance. It depends how you handle it. So Charmaine's uh, situation is serious, very serious. Uh, and, of course, that's harassment. Yes. But sometimes in the industry, maybe an advertising industry, uh, someone came to me the other day. He's in a very um, macho industry, um, in the steel industry. He came and said to me he put his ha- um, he went up to a female colleague and put his uh, hand on her shoulder and, and, and squeezed his shoulder and said, you know, how's it going, and carried on walking as a as just a, a sign of camaraderie. Mm. And this woman immediately went as a sexual harassment. Mm. 
So, and clearly it wasn't. I mean, it was, you, I mean, how far are we actually taking it as well is important. And I don't think that, I think some people, some employees are actually using it as a weapon. So we've got to be very careful of that as well. We don't want to, you know, um, well, you know make quite, light of it. Quite honestly, I'm sometimes, I'm quite complimentary. Sometimes in the office, one of the ladies is wearing a nice pair of shoes or something. You say lovely shoes. You're scared to say anything anymore, lest you be uh, accused of, of kind of harassing them in some. Well, I think it, it goes down. Nice to shoes that look good under my bed, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's harassment. Yeah. I think it goes down to a question of dignity. Do you feel that your dignity is being impaired? I think you must mm. ask yourself that question. Ask yourself how unwelcome is this, mm. and that's when you can decide. If, uh, you know, how you're feeling and in that particular situation. For example, um, uh, working on a construction site and working in a law firm, the standards are very different. Yes. But I also think it's like, it doesn't always have to be your responsibility. Like, so you got to sit back and kind of go, okay, what he said, do I have to take offense? Or I think he should watch himself as well. Like, I think staff in general, don't mm. be a moron. Mm. Like, don't say to a woman, you know, nice ass or whatever. Don't do it. Yeah. Mm. And surely you should, as a grown-up, working in a company, know how to speak to people so that it doesn't come off or, you know, non-sexually offensive. It's not hard. I th- if I say to you, nice dress, is that... It's is that nice a, dress. Is it offensive? No, but if you're yeah. going to go, nice dress, you know, I'd like to see it on the floor. Yeah, it's well, a different yeah, story, but you're yeah. grown-up enough to know the difference. Monique? Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, and the thing is, there are complainants that... Do get offended with the nice dress or your hair looks nice today or even just getting a chocolate for work well done. Mm. And these are things we have to deal with. I mean, the, I think the, the legal landscape has changed in the sense that a few years ago it was definitely, you would have to make it clear it was, well, it, it seemed like the cases were saying you must make it clear it's unwelcome. There's been a lot of cases recently where it, the, the courts have found you don't have to actually expressly say this is unwelcome. And it, the, the courts have said, particularly where there's a power, um, imbalance, if you just, you know, Sometimes people are just too scared to say anything. They're worried about their job or they might, might even be momentarily flattered. And the courts have said that that does, it does not mean that they have to expressly say this is unwelcome, Mm. um, for it to constitute sexual harassment. Those cases particularly were ones where there was this power imbalance. So I still feel like there, there is this element where you must say, you know, say it's unwelcome or at least show by your conduct that you're not endorsing it. I mean, I think the codes have said stuff like that as well or get somebody else to say it on your behalf. But the, the one, the 1998 code also talks about inappropriate. You know, people must know if this conduct is inappropriate. Yeah, and as you said, employees need to know this is inappropriate. This doesn't work in the workplace. Yeah, you know, what I can do on the mm. weekend in my personal space is different to work. Mm-hmm. And that's a culture we as employers need to foster. Yeah. If I can come in, yes, I, man, yeah. uh, this guy must definitely have known that he's overstepping the bounds. He went as far as to, because I was in the middle of a divorce, mm. and he, he frequently asked me if I was dating anybody, and, and I was quite explicit of why I'm getting divorced and how I feel about my ex-husband and et cetera, et cetera. And I tell him, no, I'm not in, interested at this stage. And he went as far as to, we had a whiteboard against the wall there, and he drew a little diagram sh- stating that I'm an anti-man club on my own, and we'd meet at these certain times, and he'd write our working hours on the board. Mm. And, and and that stayed up there for weeks. So, yeah. so even yeah. the employer, the, the owner of the company, mm. at one stage asked what, this is because he thought it might have something to do with work and he wanted to understand what was going on there because this guy was supposed to be giving us lessons in certain things every day and everybody jokingly told him what it's about and they made one big hoo-ha about it and I felt absolutely embarrassed, dignity stripped completely Shemaine, you you left uh, claiming constructive dismissal, which really means that your employee, employer makes your life so difficult, really, in basic terms, that you can't bear it anymore and you left. What has happened to you since then? Did well, I'm working for myself now. I'm freelancing mm. as a graphic designer. Mm. Um, some months it goes Do you want well. to give your website out if people want someone? Yeah. Well, I'm, I, don't, I have yeah, got a website. Yeah. It's novellegraphique.com or on Facebook um, as novellegraphique. N-O-V? N-O-U-V-E, the French spelling of Nouvelle Graphique. Yes. Um, we're, we're an up-and-coming co- company. I have a partner that mm. does my marketing for Are me. Are you happy? I'm happy being mm. doing what I love. Mm. I, I love doing. Are I you have, earning more or less right now than you would have if you had stayed there? 
Less, I think, mm. at this stage. Well, some months more, but but on on average, mm. uh, what is getting to me is working for yourself, and I think anybody else out there doing that knows that that income is not guaranteed working for yourself. It's dependent on the client's financial position and if the client's going to pay you in time. So I'm having that struggle that I've got certain responsibilities at a certain time of the month mm. and I'm not getting that income in as I was used yeah, to. Yeah, I think it's everyone's problem. Yeah, in business, yeah, yeah it's in business. So, yeah. so business out there is people tough. are not paying on time and you've got to wait and so exactly. on. Exactly. Do you don't think us lawyers are not battling as well <laughs> to collect our debtors? Am I'm I right? Sure. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it applies to all of us. Um, when you think back now, I mean, it was a terrible time in your life, wasn't it, going through all that? You were going through a messy divorce and then you had this guy making all kinds of horrid suggestions. Um, I hope you've learned from today. I hope it's well, helped you. Yeah. I, I don't want you to say, yeah, yeah, I want to know what, yeah. You I, I could have handled things differently. Yeah. I did have awfully a lot of recordings of this guy's harassment, but unfortunately, as I went to the CCMA, I was mugged and my cell phone was stolen with yeah. my recordings. So I lost all my evidence yeah. right there and then. Mm. And and that broke my case. So I knew all these steps that I had to take after the fact. Mm. But if I knew that just hold on three more months and we could settle it a different way, more profit, profit, not profitable. A person doesn't want to profit out of something like this, but you want to be able to keep on earning you don't want to Ele- lose the job. I think that's earning your don't living. Your, don't let anyone make life so. You know, it's a bit like bullying. If there's a bully at school, do you leave the school or do you get the bully chucked out? You know, yeah, this is really what it's right. all about. That's and there's right. so many kids. We've done so many of these shows as well. Little kids that are bullied by the bully. Um, the, the school's got to do something about it, and they do. They're very tough. Most schools. Yeah, unfortunately, so it's a bit like this. You know, you have the boss, the school. Everyone's got to. We've got the laws in place. There's no one out there that should be going through this hell. Well, I can just mention that in my immediate vicinity, I've got an adult that has recently been dismissed from a position for being a certain personality type. So bullying still takes place, and even sexual bullying still takes place in 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 the workforce. So mm. I'd just like to tell all the listeners there that find out exactly how yeah, you can mediate, mediate this before yeah. taking action. Yeah. There's so many people that are just so scared to lose their jobs mm. that they just about accept any shit that comes their way, yeah. which is quite tragic, isn't it? Well, I was and in that position. it shouldn't be like that. I That's was in that position saying. that I, mean, I the three us Lawyers here are really beating this up. Don't, don't, don't let that happen to you, no matter how much you want that job. But you can see, safeguard, yeah. The, the, the girl that we're busy dealing with, yeah. her boss hires the girls very young. Mm. Um, you know, they're all like kind of school leavers, 17, 18. Mm. And then he starts with that lovely dress. Mm. Love your hair. You look beautiful today. Mm. Cannot give you a lift home. You know, then, then before you know it, he's paying your crash fees for you, for your little one or paying your rent or, mm. and then it eventually escalates into him literally raping these women in, in his office. He's the boss. These girls, some of them, I mean, the one in particular has been there for years. And she came to us, where, where do you go with her? You can't go to the CCMA with that. You can't expect her to stay while she gets evidence. I mean, this, this woman is now going for counseling, and we're just trying to keep the pieces of her together. We've pulled her out of the job. She's doing a lot better. Mm. But how do you now take the next step? Well, how, you just don't it, allow just, blesses to bless you yeah, when, we just, when they shouldn't. Yeah, we just you don't know, have once, evidence. It's a bit like extortion. You know, once they yeah, get it into is extortion, you, yeah. Uh, you're done, you know, yeah. so don't, don't be blessed. Don't mm. accept it. Uh, but well, if you're going to accept money for it, you, you But, it, but yeah. money is her salary. Mm. You know, it's just, we'll increase your salary. We'll make sure we can cover that little townhouse for you. We'll increase your salary. We'll make sure you can pay that. It's so it's coming price. across as a salary. It's true money. Yeah. It's absolutely true. It's happening all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and like he kind of yeah. keeps her there with the, with the salary. Now yeah. we've got her yeah. away. Yeah. You know, we're going to try to open up the criminal case. But how do we get her a job? Because that is on her CV. Mm. I can't put him down as a reference. There's no way. So her whole life has literally just come to a complete standstill. Yeah, well, we had this, um, you know, the Harvey Weinstein sagas where mm. he's the Hollywood producer. If you don't put out, you don't get the, yeah. the role. That's yeah. simple as that. I don't know how many women just gave in to him to become famous. And that's what's happening today in, in business. If you want to hold back, you're one of the wise ones, but you may not get the job. That's the mm. problem. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think also very many uh, women don't actually realize what's happening to them. Mm. It, it happens slowly, yeah, and that's they're exactly young, they're happened. naive, yeah. and they just don't even realize. Yeah. They don't realize they've got rights, mm. and they don't realize that the laws on their side. That is and exactly it. If if they could somehow educate young women about what their rights are and and build their strength. You know, I think it would help uh, yes. and if they could start dealing with it right from when it starts to happen, if they could recognize the signs and deal with it immediately, it would make a huge difference. So, girl, when the boss says, listen, if you don't put out, you're not going to get the, you're not going to get an increase. You can't go and leave. He cuts back. I'll cut back on everything. Mm. What do you do when you're 18 years old, 21 years old, 25 years old, and you get this pressure on you? What do you do? It's, it's an in, indirect form of, of, uh, of harassment no, direct it's, it's direct form of harassment yeah. Look, only, you only need one encounter mm. To be sexual harassment I mean, that's all you need um, If it's a large company, of course And there's a HR, or there's a, a, a chain of you know, reporting you, Then you, can, you even have to tell one, more, one uh, person That's more senior than you And that's enough to cover you Because mm. they should deal with the situation but uh, if there isn't anybody, then there are uh, company. Well, there's like SAS Law can help you. There's a lot of pro bono organisations that can help you. Mm. So people there's are some, aware. There's of some that. really gorgeous South African girls and men out there, young, that are getting these kind of offers. I mean, I, I've heard about them, and you read about them. That are just they cannot turn them down, and they, it comes with kind of benefits to the boss. And these are the people. I mean. Monique's story is an obvious, put your hand on my arm or touch my breast or talk about my breast or put your hand under my dress, that's an obvious. But the indirect ones or where they're getting blessed in the workplace, that's hard. That's yeah. hard to deal with. Very, very hard. It's financial yeah. abuse. Well, financial abuse. Yeah, yeah, look, and bullying, it's, you, it's a decision you've got to make. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one. But I, What do you do? What do you do when the boss says, listen, you want, you want more money, I'll give it to you. But you've got to, you know, accompany me to uh, wherever. Well, that's a d- personal decision you've got to make. And Monique, in, yeah. even in big organisations, when finally this person comes forward and there's an investigation, I find often that complainant ends up on the worst side of it because they say, well, you, you consented to it, you went along with it. Mm. So that's also the problem is when you do finally get the guts mm. to make a stand, yeah. then, you know, you're not always on the... But what is comforting is certainly the latest cases are saying that this is an abuse of power. And yeah. um, even if you did go along with it and, and not say anything, mm. it's still an abuse of power. It's still inappropriate behavior. And, you know, senior managers should not be doing that to their well, employees. Well, that, that's the, the deal with this girl. Um, you know, she was sitting going, it's my fault, it's my fault. Mm. And she was too scared to leave and tell anyone because, according to her, she... I don't know, almost deserved it or because of the brainwashing, you know, it was that constantly like it's your fault. And if you didn't do this and I wouldn't do that. And, and I mean, she's young. She doesn't know any better. And she did walk out there. I mean, we've literally dragged her out of there. She wanted to go back the other day because she's panicking. How am I going to pay my bills? And, um, you know, we've had to literally drag her away and explain to her what he did is wrong. Like there is no, it is not okay. Ever. So just let's go through the case law again, Monique. Mm. If there's a a young intern with a much older man, what's the law on that? If he says you consented, uh, this was just, you know, it was agreed. So the question is really, is that real consent? I mean, look, mm. the cases that have looked at this, it was it was SA Metal Group, the Gaga versus Anger Platinum and also Rustenburg Platinum, where the person didn't – so let's take, say, the, the SA Metal one. The person sent little SMSs like, let's go out for dinner or whatever, and the person didn't completely rebuff it. They were like, oh, not tonight because I'm working, mm. um, because they just didn't know how to. They were so worried that this was going to be a career-limiting move. Yes. And, the, you know, so obviously the, the perpetrator said, oh, no, but you never said this was unwelcome. You enjoyed it sometimes you even flirted back mm. um, and the courts are saying no because of this power imbalance um, this was inappropriate conduct and, and you didn't actually have to stand up and say this is inappropriate it was it was you know it's that power dynamic means that it was inappropriate and it does constitute sexual harassment mm-hmm. okay well there you go i mean we've got the answer on that one well yeah. companies actually have to be mm. reactive if they're aware that this is happening they mm. actually, it's not just proactive they're aware that it's happening. They've got to take action. It's not wait for her to lay a grievance, mm. and then we'll see what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the answer is if this happens, if the boss is hitting on you and you're young and gorgeous, go and report it. Or if your, yeah. if your line manager sees this yeah. happening, yes. they must. if he sees this happening, he's got to do something. He can't just stand there and watch it happen. There's he's an office party. I've seen it. I've been there where there's some girl half drunk, half naked, lying on the 
on, on one of the tables at a restaurant and giving body shots. And the managers are laughing and everyone thinks this is the funniest thing they've seen. What's the obligation of the manager that's watching all this? Well, I mean, it's an office party. These things happen all the time. Yes, but they shouldn't. I mean, he's, shouldn't. Got, he's got to protect the girl that's, that's lying there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, he should actually take control of the situation. So what should he do? What, what's his obligation? Well, if it's an office party, yes. you should maybe you know, uh, stop the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Pick the girl up and Pick, say, get yes, out of here. Uh, yeah. He her. can't sit there, watch and laugh with everyone else no. while she's – because she's obviously inebriated and she's doing something that she may regret the next Absolutely. day. Absolutely. So the, we've got to understand, I think it's the same principle all the time, the boss is liable for the deeds of their staff mm-hmm. and the bosses can't look away. It's got to be yeah. – it yeah. comes back down to a safe working environment. Mm. Yes. Got to, you've got to look after your staff. It doesn't matter whether it's outside mm-hmm. office, the office, or within the office. Just look after your staff. Well, it depends if it's an office environment. Office environment, uh, yes. Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, if you're in a conference um, and uh, it's, uh, at night, that's a, that's a working environment. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there because of your work. Your work yeah. Yeah. Can you claim damages against someone who's horrific? Could Shemaine go and sue this guy and say, you bastard, you, you belittled me, you've hurt me, I'm claiming money from you, damages? Can she? I would go for compensation and damages. Mm. Absolutely. But you know, the, the law, the laws is, is, is tough. I mean, I had a case where, um, an employee was having a relationship, a full on relationship with another employee, much more senior to her. And just one day she walked in and just said, you know, that's it. It's the relationship's over. Mm. Well, of course, the other, the other employee didn't believe that the relationship was over and carried on, you know, pursuing it. Mm. And uh, we went for sexual harassment, and we um, it, it, it was a it was a win win in that um, he managed to keep his job, and she got a huge settlement. No, that's all good. But yeah. it wasn't correct in that he managed to keep his job, seeing he was the harasser. Mm. But he was very senior, and he was a big earner. Mm. But this is how how prescriptive the law is. Yeah, it's been a great show. I've loved this one, and I think we've learned a lot, Shemaine. Uh, Yes, Don't tell your friends. <laughs> and if I can this. give any of the listeners yeah. advice is don't be quiet. Oh. Take it further. Find out what your legal rights are. Yeah. F- find somebody, somebody somewhere that is able to assist you. Yeah. Gigi White representing your organization is? Get up, woman. Okay. Many thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm sure your members will enjoy listening to this. Uh, I, I've enjoyed it because I've learned as well that uh, we've got rights. And we've got to use them. Gail Blacher, advocate, and to Monique Jefferson of DL, DLA Piper. Many thanks to all of you. And then especially to you, our listener. Thanks for listening. Until next Tuesday, cheers. This is CliffCentral.com.